Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode. This one is very special as it starts to document how Jamaican culture fused new musical forms throughout the world. Not many people know that the person credited with starting hip-hop was a Jamaican. But before I tell you that story, could I ask you to show your appreciation for the show by heading over to iTunes and writing a review. You can also follow us on Twitter where we are at HowJamaica. And don't forget, you can always log on to the website, which is HowJamaicaConqueredTheWorld.com and find out more information on some of the characters and interviewees behind the programme. How Jamaica Conquered the World is officially endorsed by Jamaica 50. This is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican patois. And a fair start, a Samba Pound. Usain Bolt is also out well. Here they come down the track. Usain Bolt! It's a story of music, sport and style. How its rhythms, athletes and language went global. Pull up, pull up! This is how Jamaica conquered the world. This is the way we did it in the 70s. There's so many people that say, yo, tell us about the 80s. What is the 70s is what hip-hop is built on the 70s. If there was no 70s hip-hop, there'd be no hip-hop today. No hip-hop. None, 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 none. <laughs> Just imagine. No DJs if it wasn't for the 70s. No MCs if it wasn't for the 70s. No graffiti artists if it wasn't for the 70s. No breakdancers if it wasn't for the 70s. It's the 70s that matters. Hip hop basically started in uh, South Bronx here in New York, is where it originated. Uh, DJ Cool Herc actually. If you really want to take it back, you could say hip-hop started in Jamaica because DJ Cool Hurt, he was a Jamaican. Also known as Clive Campbell, um, who grew up in Jamaica, in Kingston, uh, uh, until about the age of 11, when in 1967, he moves to join his mother in the Bronx. I was, I was in the graffiti scene, you know, like around 69, 70, and um, we was hitting trains and stuff, you know. Yeah. Tacky was like our god. Fast forward a few years later, and in 1973, 
um, he and his sister Cindy decide to throw a relatively humble but ambitious party in the basement of the the uh, apartment building that they're living on. My sister wanted to, um, you know, give a party and get some extra dollars to go back to school. Yeah. Coming from my junior high school, so she asked me, you know, could I play? And it ended up being, in its way, quite a success. A lot of people point to this party as. Uh, really laying the foundation for hip-hop. What's so significant about 1520 Cedric Avenue is that urban legend goes that Cool Herc, the father of hip-hop, started hip-hop here. Kids from all over the Bronx used to come, travel all the way to the west side of the Bronx to see the playground, to see Cool Herc and his massive sound system. Godfather of hip hop. When we say of hip hop, we mean the whole rim of things. Cause he did graffiti. Yeah. He he did. He brought the music and his crew did the dancing. So when they say he's the hip Godfather of hip hop, they actually mean he's the Godfather of hip hop. And what's significant about it for me is that Perks tells the story about. Quite a quite a savvy bit of translation for his local audience. Um, that he wasn't playing reggae records. Uh, no, he was playing funk records, you know, disco records, some of the up tempo R and B and soul records and so forth that that his Bronx peers uh, wanted to hear. Where we standing right here, this is this is a historical place in hip hop. This is like where it all began, pretty much. The Godfather, hip hop, Cool Herc, used to live right here in this building, 1600, and he used to give jams right here in this little park. You know what I'm saying? Plug up to a light pole or get like electricity from one of the windows and just play right out here. And he also talks about, you know, changing his accent, losing his accent, you know, um, basically uh, having to, in a way, hide his Jamaicanness at that time um, because, you know, Jamaican migrants were still seen as relatively kind of off the boat, country, you know, whatever other derogatory terms. And uh, he felt too marginalized. He, he does a quite an interesting bit of self-transformation and self-fashioning, but also refashioning, because what he does that's quite crucial and makes him one of the biggest DJs in the Bronx uh, is that he takes Jamaican sound system style, right? That approach, having really, really big sound, really great speakers, um, having a very um, thoughtful and savvy selection, and also having not too much reverence about the actual record. You know, his, his, one of his big breakthrough things was what he ends up later calling the merry-go-round technique. One night, I'm waiting for the record to play out. I said, I wonder if I put that to myself. I said, hmm, if, if they're waiting for this particular break and I have a couple more records that's got the same breakup in it, I wonder how would it be if I put them all together. And I told them, I said, I'm going to try something new tonight. I'm going to call it a merry-go-round. So he would increasingly sort of isolate and um, through some fast, but reportedly not all that perfect, you know, uh, cueing, he would extend these breaks 
uh, for minutes at a time. And so he would essentially also, in the same way that you might hear the sort of rhythm system evolving in the sound systems in Jamaica in the 60s, he was kind of deconstructing and reconstructing these tracks. The one that set it all off, man, the, the looking for a perfect beat is um, the Apache Incredible Bongo Rock. The first DJs in the Bronx would spin the records and they would only play the breakdown of the record. Didn't hear in the United States what the Jamaicans used to do. They used to set up turntables. They used to play records. And then the Jamaican so-called MCs, I don't know if they were MCs back then, they basically told you. Know, I know niggas in the Bronx, they, they sparked it up. So, you know, the travel from project to project. And these were the passages of records that would really get the, the B-boys, the break, the break boys, the Bronx boys, the break dancers into the, into the dance. That's the sound of the police! And then you had other DJs who also happened to be of Caribbean heritage, although not always Jamaican, but guys like Grandmaster Flash, uh, Africa Bambata, who um, started to pick up on some of these techniques and uh, develop them in their own ways and that sort of thing. And that really, that lays the foundation for hip-hop. And then when the mic came into play as a, a permanent fixture, you know, along with the DJ, and um, announcements started being embellished and, and, and became more than just, you know, well, we're playing here next week, um, come see us, you know, into more elaborate phrases and, and verses. Reportedly, when Grandmaster Flash was approached first by Sylvia Robinson of Sugar Hill Records to, you know, record for her, he didn't really understand how that would work. He said, wait, you want me to play records on another record? You know, that the whole thing, it's, it's sort of, it just seemed counterintuitive. People thought of hip-hop as a party. You know, hip-hop was a sort of, a certain way of playing music in a live setting. It took a few enterprising record labels and then the runaway success of Rapper's Delight in 1979. But the sort of foundation of what we today hear as hip-hop really is in that, that creative engagement with records that Herc was pioneering in the early 70s by way of trying to translate and transmute, you know, basically Jamaican sound system practices for his local peers. Even 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.